Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to Tennis Channel Live. Four of the top five seeds in action in Basel. Find out who's going to play Roger Federer tomorrow. Roberto Bautista Gut keeping his dream of going to London alive and the ATP Finals. As we welcome you into our studios here in Los Angeles, we got James Blake, Chanda Rubin. I'm Steve Weissman. How about the 18-year-old Yannick Sinner, youngest to make his top 100 debut since... Alexander Zverev, and that is where we start. He did that back in 2015. It was last year that Zverev got the biggest win of his life, winning at the ATP Finals in London, but right now, it's a battle for him to get back there. It is. He's still in the driver's seat. He still controls his own destiny if he has a great week next week in Paris, but he did a little bit of damage today, losing to Taylor Fritz, and um, he's had what a lot of people consider a down year, and even if he doesn't qualify, he's still just going to be around 10 in the world, so it's not... the, The bar has been set so high by what he's accomplished already, and as you mentioned, cracking into the top 100 when he was only 17 years old and uh, you know the success he's had in the last five years is really remarkable so I, I don't think a down year being a 10 in the world is so bad won the title in Geneva earlier this year going for that Swiss double in Basel today he's never lost to Taylor Fritz in his life this would go back and forth the first set goes to a tiebreak he's got a four love lead in the tiebreaker Yeah, and he was serving extremely well early on. He was 15 of his first 15 on his first serves. And then Taylor Fritz did what Taylor Fritz does, I think, extremely well. He started adjusting. He started just getting a few back on his forehand side and then taking a little bit more of a cut on the backhand side. And really, this is such a battle mentally for Taylor Fritz. Saved two set points in that first set. And then took advantage of just really one loose game played by uh, Sasha Zverev on his serve. And then Taylor Fritz does an excellent job taking care of his serve, really attacking Zverev, using all, all facets of his game there, and, and just a really tremendous performance by Taylor Fritz uh, mentally. I think he could have really gone away quickly down for love in that first set tiebreaker, and also not having a lot of success since the Labor Cup. Just finding a way to really compete hard at the end of this year. Great effort by Taylor Fritz. He gets his fourth top 10 win of the year. How does it feel? I played solid, and like you said, it's my first one over him, so it feels really good to, to get that instead of uh, him getting me for the third time in a row. A different challenge for you up next, uh, Alex de Menor. Um, you know, he's got to chase every ball down, fast around the court. How do you approach that one? I'm definitely going to have to be very uh, clinical in my, my short balls, taking care of um, you know, chances moving forward and uh, attacking and kind of just imposing my game on him, not letting him uh, uh, feel too comfortable, I guess. He has never beaten Alex Stimenor either. I asked Paul Anico and his coach, our colleague who is over in Basel with him, what he thought of Taylor Fritz's performance. Paul said, gritty, served well, played those big moments well, Chanda. 
and I think you know one of the big things we've seen in Taylor Fritz's game this year is how hard he works out there, how he makes adjustments, how he processes things, and he looks to be more aggressive in big moments, and that's something it's hard to teach when you have that kind of willingness to come forward and just make the right moves, win or lose. And I think that's part of why he's had the success and why he was able to win that match and make it look a lot easier than it was. 37 winners for Taylor Fritz really took it to Sasha Zverev. James, on that side, for Sasha Zverev, uh, he's still in the top eight in the race to London, but big matches coming up next week in Paris, 1,000 points on the line, because if he doesn't get back there, then the 1,500 points go away from winning that title last year. Yeah, and, and we've seen some real positive signs from Sasha Zverev these last few weeks. Uh, seven and two since the Labor Cup, and saw Roger and Rafa getting in his ear, telling him to be positive, and he really felt like that made a big difference. And you didn't see him outwardly uh, expressing too much negativity today. He just seemed a little sullen, a little bit. And you see that a lot of times at the end of the year with some other players, especially veteran players have been through this many Many times, but a lot of times that seven, eight, nine, ten player in the world that's just fighting to get in there, they've got a lot on their plate. They're, they've got a lot of pressure. There's tons of motivation, and you didn't see that as much from Zverev today. So we'll see if that's there next week in Paris. They said no more negative face. That's, that's what Rafa <laughs> told him. Uh, Roger used some different words, but how do you approach next week when you're uh, Alexander Zverev with all this going through your mind right now? I think you've got to reset and not kind of let the pressure get to you. I mean, it's Ideally, maybe one last week of play if he doesn't get in um, to the finals. And so you want to end the year on a good note. And I think he's done that for the most part. He's kind of turned his year around a bit the last handful of weeks. So he's got to take that positive into the first round. Those are the toughest matches, the first rounds of these tournaments, indoors, getting to the latter part of the year where you've played a lot of tennis already. You've got to just get motivated you've got to have a level of intensity as well as a positive attitude and, and I think that's the main thing these are 500 level events so no matter who is in there they're good players and Stefano Sitsipas in there as well he's one spot ahead of Sasha Zverev in the race in fact he's already qualified so said he came in relaxed for his match today against Albert Ramos Vignolas and Tsitsipas served extremely well in that first set. Yeah, he started off great, got the break, and never looked back, was able to win that first set pretty handily. But the second set, every time Tsitsipas tried to stretch a lead, he struggled to maintain. And there he got up to love in the tie break, but it got tricky again with Ramos Vignolas just not giving up. Used his forehand beautifully, especially when he was down a couple of match points. He took it to Tsitsipas. Got it back even, but Sitsipas came up with a couple of big shots and that serve at the end. I know that was a lot of relief for him to get through that match in two sets. Won 90% of his first serve points, has now won eight of his last 10 matches. Sitsipas moving on. Meantime, the chase for the championships also in Vienna. Dominic Team, your top seed. 40 wins for the fourth straight year, but he has never beaten Joe Wilfred Songa. Yeah, hasn't played him in three years, but Sangha has gotten the better of him. That was a tremendous break point, and they love him there in Vienna. Just so gritty for a guy that plays so many matches, over 55 matches already this year. He's going to surpass 60 matches this year, and the guy just loves to play, especially loving playing in Austria. Fans completely behind him, and see an all-court game right there. He can play on any surface, but indoor hard. He loves it there in Vienna. Played it for 10 straight years since he was 16 years old. I loves to play there and finally does get a win over Joe Wilfred Sanga, who is obviously a tough out. We talked about that 500 level, you're going to have a, a tough out in any situation. But Joe Wilfred Sanga, 
a great year getting from outside the top 200 into the top 40 already. Yeah, moved up 223 spots, the biggest mover on tour this year, but Dominic team. Top seed gets the win. He's already into London. Let's take a look at the point standings right now. Bautista Good actually didn't gain any points from his win today. Berrettini needs to go past the quarterfinals to gain points. So Sasha Zverev, despite the loss, he's still okay right now. Yeah, still controlling his own destiny. If he does well next week, there's a thousand points on the line there. He'll uh, he'll be in, and those other guys really are the ones that need to be making progress. And Sasha Zverev has been there before. He should feel relatively comfortable, although he would have thought there would have been a little bit more pressure, a little bit more urgency on it today. If he could have closed it out and been able to put a little more distance between himself and Berrettini and Bautista Gut in this week. So many points still up for grabs. I mean, 500 this week, Jenna, and 1,000 next week. We've seen what can happen in the last week of a season. I mean, the biggest thing, it's nice when you can control your own destiny, when you can win matches and kind of book your place. You don't want to have to wait for someone to lose or to not do well in a given week. But he's still a few hundred points ahead, so still looking pretty good. We'll see what happens this week. But next week, I think for Zverev, it's just about going into that a little more relaxed with a little more intensity. It's tough to find that combination this time of year. All right, let's take a look at our matches coming up tomorrow that have implications on the race to London. Denis Shapovalov coming off the first win of his life back in action against Pablo Carina Busta. His buddy, Felix Oje Aliasim, taking on a winner from last week as well. Now in the top 25, Andre Rublev. These guys finishing strong. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that Rublev uh, FAA match. Uh, FAA uh, having such a great year, making a huge jump. And Rublev uh, riding a hot streak after winning in Moscow, his second title of his career. Uh, those are guys that I think are going to battle for many years to come. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. How about Fritz Dimonor Chanda? Who wins that one? Yeah, I, I think I like Fritz. I like the way he played. I liked how aggressive he was. Dimonor, though, is going to be a tough out. Definitely not going to be an easy one. All right, and you see Roger Federer there as well, taking on Radu Albot of Moldova. We will have that match for you tomorrow right here on our center court coverage on Tennis Channel as Federer goes for his 22nd straight win in Basel. And by the way, he is going for some history as well. We'll talk about that as Tennis Channel Live rolls on, getting you caught up on all the matches from Basel, from Vienna, and also from the elite trophy Zhuhai, Sakari in action, as well as Sabalenka and Keys. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Ruben Blake Weissman back with you. Chase for the championships in Zhuhai. All these players elite because, well, it's the elite trophy. Kiki Burton just missed out on the big deal. The WTA final said it was difficult to get herself going physically and mentally today, playing Donna Vekic for the fourth time. Well, it was important in the tie break in the backhand. That was the go-to shot for Burton's. That was after they traded breaks in that first set. In the second, Vekic got broken right out of the gate. Tried for the changeup, which she normally hits really well, but Burton's was just ready for it. She had a little bit higher level of intensity over the course of this match, and after losing the first set, Beckett's just not able to sustain her level. Nice win for 
Kiki Burton starting off really strongly. 7-6-6-2. Burton's gets the victory. Meantime, guess who's in Zhuhai? Stephanie Groff, the Hall of Famer, is there. The ambassador. We'll have much more on Steffi coming up later in TC Live. This match, Madison Keys, the American, taking on Zhang Sai Sai, and it would be a tough go for Maddie. Yes, Zhang, she's got some big wins under her belt this year. She played confident, ten confident tennis from the start. She's got a lot of variety, comfortable at the net, beautiful volley there to consolidate the break, the early break of serve. She handled that first set nicely, and in the second, kind of ran away with it. She would break Madison Keys six times over the course of this match. A little variety during this point, changing the height, the pace, and then going and flattening it out to close out this match. It was a nice win for Jang Sai Sai. Broken six times on an indoor hard court. That's a shocker, right? It was right? surprising. Jang Sai Sai moving on in straight sets. Here are the matches coming up tonight. Wake up early with us here on Tennis Channel, 1.30 a.m. Eastern, 10.30 p.m. Pacific, or stay up late. How about the two Americans at their career highs right now? Cannon's at 12 in the world, risk in the top 20 at 19. First meeting, Chanda. Yeah, this should be a fun one because these two players, they fight, they battle, they've got intensity that they bring to the court, but different styles with Kennan so solid from the ground and risk a little more variety, comfortable at the net. So it should be a fun match and an interesting matchup. Uh, we'll see some exciting points. What do you think, James? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I've been so impressed by Sophia Kennan, uh, how, how she's handled this year mentally, just continuing to push herself further and further and looking like just a grinder. And, and she's taken it to some of the top players in the world. And I, I love watching her play. I mean, she said her goal at the beginning of this year was to get to the top 10, two spots away, so she can get it done in Zhuhai. We'll see what happens. Ali Risk has had a fantastic year as well. Back to Vienna we go. Speaking of youngsters, Yannick Sinner, 18 years old, half the age of his opponent, Philip Kohlschreiber. Last week, he was the youngest semifinalist since 2014, born at Chorich, looking to be the youngest top 100 player since 2015, Sasha Zverev. And he's already the youngest player inside the top 350. Uh, and it's just really incredible uh, the kind of success he's having already. That backhand is rock solid already, looking like it just doesn't break down at all. And his forehand can be a weapon at times. It looks like it's going to continue to improve. And the thing I'm most impressed by is his mentality. He, he doesn't seem at all phased by the fact that he's playing someone twice his age that's won $13 million in his career, been a, a top uh, 16 player in the world. This is a guy that just goes about his business and doesn't seem uh, like it bothers him, even though he's getting a towel from someone that looks like they're older than him. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that doesn't seem like there's a, any sort of issue with him going out and competing with the best in the world. He's top 100 player right now. Meantime, we showed this to you yesterday. You UTR between Christian Garin, who has beaten Riley Opelka before, but it came on clay. Back to Basel we go. All the check marks for Opelka. So, would the UTR play out in this one? Opelka, as he does, the seven-footer served really well. A couple tie breaks. Served really well, and in the two tiebreakers, not one point on his serve did he drop, which is just amazing uh, for this entire match. And what's even more incredible is that he only won six points on return games. So it's a really tough pill to swallow, most likely for Christian Garin, who served really well. I mean, served 12 games and lost four points in those 12 games on his serve. So he's consistently holding it love and then goes in and loses two tiebreakers just by sheer will uh, from Riley Opelka winning two points on Garin's serve. That's it. 
Yeah, Felke is fired up. He's got the beard going <laughs> for uh, Movember's coming up. Maybe he shaves that and just goes with the stash. I could, I could literally, I could see Riley doing that. So takes it in two tie breaks. He's moving on. By the way, after that, went on to cheer on his good yeah. buddy Taylor Fritz to the win over Sasha Zverev. So a full day for Riley Opelka, who is also playing Davis Cup now. So yeah. fantastic week for him. Great to see the teammates supporting each other, going out there and cheering for each other. They played doubles this week as well. And um, it's good to see that there's friendly rivalries, and those two look like they're going to be at the sort of the head of the class of American tennis with, with Francis Tiafo for the next 5, 10, 15 years. Who knows? 51 to 52 uh, first serves, one. So he does that, you're, you're probably going to win most of your matches. <laughs> no, he's playing big man's tennis, and especially the beard. That's a full beard. I'm so impressed, and I definitely think next year he's going to be making some big moves. Taylor could not get that, uh, <laughs> that facial hair going, I don't think. All right, much more still to come here on TC Live. Back to the records for Roger Federer. 47 wins this year and counting. If he does that next year, find out what longstanding record will fall. and no wonder. His ninth title in Basel. The one, the only, Roger Federer. Well, Roger Federer, this was yesterday. It was less than an hour of work. He got our hot shot of the day. He got the win. He had 34 winners, and Roger Federer won his 21st straight match at the tournament he is looking to win for the 10th time. And why not? I mean, he won his 10th title in Halle earlier this year, looking to go double digits one more time. Peter Goyavchek was no match. We found out today it'll be Radu Albot who takes on Federer in round two in Basel. But here is what Federer is chasing other than the 10 titles. He is looking to win the most titles of all time. He's looking to have the most wins of all time. And he is just 42 back of Jimmy Connors in terms of wins. I mentioned he has 47 wins this year. So if he matches that, he'll surpass him. And if he wins this week, he's at 103. So then just six behind overall in terms of titles. Titles is going to be the toughest one to catch, I think. Match wins and matches played next year. If he plays a full schedule, I think there's a chance for those two to be absolutely neck and neck at the end of next year. And then does he play in 2021? And if he does, I think he's a shoe in to, to break the match win, matches win, matches won and matches played. The titles, I still think, is uh, six titles at this age is, is a lot uh, to ask for, I think. Yeah, I think he definitely has to go into 2021. I mean, I think in terms of the match wins, as James said, it'll be really close. It'll be tight if he has a similar year as he had this year, which was still unbelievable. Can he repeat uh, next year? But I think he's got to play a couple more years if he's looking at those stats. I don't know. I think with Roger Federer, you just can't question him. Why not? I mean, he, he breaks everything else. We were talking these same numbers last year, the year before, and then the answers were different. It was like, no, nah, there's no chance. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, if he plays one, two more years, he could get it done in one year. Why not? This is the schedule for Federer as it stands for next year. He's also playing the Olympics, by the way, in the summer, uh, the Tokyo Olympics. So no tune-ups for Roland Garros, but will go back to Paris for the clay court major. I mean, he's got a bunch of events there to get wins and get you know, titles. Do all these count? ATP Cup, Labor Cup, ATP Olympics. Cup does, Labor Cup does. I don't know if the Olympics, I believe the Olympics will count as well for wins. So 
He's got a chance to get past that 42, and he's still got. He can add on a few more this year. He's still here uh, in Basel, and then Paris and London, so he could uh, get a lot closer in the next three weeks. And, and titles, why not? I mean, these and are titles, events exactly. that he lo he loves indoor hardcore tennis, yep. right? This is his best time of year. Probably feels pretty comfortable and confident in Basel, I think. So yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got a good chance to win this title. Likes the grass. <laughs> Listen, it's Roger Federer. He wins on every single surface, but yeah. all of these things are really in the grasp of the 20-time Grand Slam champion. Time to enter. The the social nut here on TC Live. And as we mentioned earlier, Steffi Graf, she is in Zhuhai, the ambassador at the WTA Elite Trophy event there. And a happy anniversary to Stephanie and Andre Agassi. It was 18 years ago they made each other lifelong mixed doubles partners. <laughs> Time just flies. 2001? Yeah. It's been that long. Absolutely crazy. Two unbelievable <laughs> champions. I mean, they, they're and great parents, great parents as well. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, committed to USC to play yeah. baseball. Yeah, go pro, absolutely, yeah, college, absolutely yeah. throws heat right now too. <laughs> this is good. Some athletic genes in yeah, that family. Yeah, pretty athletic. Uh, the ITF conducted a global tennis report for 2019. Now, this is two years of work. 195 different national associations putting together the largest survey of all time. Here are some of the notable findings. How about that? 1.1% of the world's population plays tennis. 87 million players and 47% of players are women. So that's good numbers as well. 60% though, you wonder why everybody from Europe is winning the majors. 60% of the top 250 pros come from that continent. Yeah, that's changed. That's shifted, I think, over the years. I mean, I'm looking at the coaches number. Mm -hmm. 534 players for every coach. We need more coaches. We need more coaches. And it looks like we need more women coaches right there. That's 20, absolutely. Only 20%. We need more absolutely. women in the coaching game. So, I mean, like, Chanda? from, from something. <laughs> yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think? So, I've got a couple of jobs I mean, right now. But let me get back to you. <laughs> I mean, the more the better. Here, here and a mom. Yes. So let me get back to you. Right. Yeah, coaching at home. Yes. Coaching exactly. at home. Coach Harper. Uh, <laughs> but, but of those numbers, what, what do we take from that? Do, what, what changes need to be made? What, what do we like? What we're seeing? I think women's coaches, you know, mm -hmm. more women in the game who maybe play or who just understand how to help develop players because that's the perspective you need. You've got to have as much variety as possible. Yeah, I love the fact that Pui and Andy Mari were okay with, with hiring a, a female coach, and I think that's a, a tradition that needs to continue. I think there need to be players that are more open to, to hiring women coaches and, and, and get them out there. They know the game just as well. There's no difference there. Uh, tennis is tennis, and um, we can commentate on men's and women's matches, and they can coach men's and women's tennis. So I'd Love to see more and more women coaches. Absolutely. Let's get it done. <laughs> Chanda. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> All right, much more still to come on Tennis Channel Live. Who gets our hot shot of the day? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. Time for our rocket shot of the day. Gilles Simone, Feliciano Lopez. Simone would take the match in straight sets. He would also get our rocket shot of the day. Take a look at this pass. What do you think? 
how good he is at counter punching. Just incredible. Great approach shot from Feliciano Lopez, and then just too good from Simone. He's like Sam Darnold. I think he saw a ghost. Lopez is out. Simone moving on. A lot of big matches coming up tomorrow. Federer, Albot. Albot took a set off of Roger Federer in Miami. Miami yeah, I remember watching that match. I was watching that very intently from the stands. And a little nervous that Albot was playing as well as he was in that match. <laughs> Folks are, are in Moldova we? not happy with James Blake right now. Aren't we supposed to be unbiased? Totally unbiased. Okay, I was just, just nervous. Checking. I was just sitting there nervous. I'm not saying why. I just I was a little nervous. Cuevas. Cuevas, by the way, 1-0 against Vavrenka. Never lost the stands. The stands coming off that final last week and he's still got a shot for the finals, okay, right? Okay, it's a little does. bit of an outside yeah. chance. Yes. Man. Yeah, yeah. Opportunities there. And uh, Demon or 2-0 against Taylor Fritz. Our coverage obviously begins bright and early tomorrow and looking at Rublev and OJ Aliasim as a great matchup between two youngsters. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one and I'm going to be right behind James trying to check that one out. Depending on the time, when, when are we showing that one? No, that I think you'll be up by yeah, then. Yeah, you'll be up by then. I, I should be. Harper We're up early now. Harper will be up early. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's actually 10.30 p.m. So you can just take just a nap. That's right. right. And just get back to it. Because Harper's birthday was yesterday. So exactly. part, the party's over. Celebration's over. Happy birthday to uh, the little one from Chanda Rubin. Harper, by the way, turned three. Harper Grace Olye, she'll tell you. <laughs> Knows her name. That's all you got to know. A lot of great matches today. Don't bite your racket. Also, uh, don't hit your head with your racket. But win some matches like Dominic team for James, Chanda, our entire team. I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for watching Tennis Channel Live. What's up, Doc? <laughs>